1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Today, we are super psyched to have someone who rocks.
0: Literally rocks.
1: Literally rocks. Yeah. A friend of both Craig and I, we've been on the stage lecturing at the, uh, the uh, illustrious...
0: <laughs> Let's leave it we, there. Right, we've the been on stage, stage together lecturing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: we're excited to have Laura Hatch on today, and and we thought it was really timely in the, in a well, I think it's timely all the time because I'm I'm a stickler for verbiage, especially for you know and how and the front office uh, verbiage, but also you know as we are exiting this this COVID environment, hopefully, God it's going to become brother. even more important. But um, so Laura, I want to gonna I'm going to have you after I intro. I'm gonna have we're going to go through things pre COVID, post COVID. And, uh, and how do we make our, our phones just be that amazing piece of uh, aspect of our practice that we know it can be? So awesome. all in one hour, right? We're going to ask for just th- things that's taken you no, a 45 lifetime of minutes. career. 45 <laughs> minutes. We're going we're gonna to ask you to deploy all of your content in, in 45 minutes. But anyway, thanks for, uh, thanks for agreeing to come on. And um, I've been excited to have you here.
2: I'm actually. This is a bucket list. I don't know if we have to be in COVID for me to get asked or what. But you guys have been wanting. I mean, we've spoke on the stage a couple times. Uh, we are the, past, the real deal in the
1: podcasting world. There, though, I, you know, I I mean, do. we are a big yeah. deal.
2: Yeah. yeah well, by the way, when Peter expect, says
0: we. So when peter says we he just means to himself he talked about that like that sure. he's a big deal no good but we have been riding coattails
1: a long time so it's okay but yeah it's okay. but by the way when
0: I, I just i made a comment when we were saying we shared the stage together because the the first five minutes before we hit record we were talking about how we were on a stage that will remain completely nameless and be like did you ever get your travel expenses paid no neither did i neither did i so we don't need uh-huh. to promote who that person was or who uh, what happened but um yeah we right. i've known you for quite a while we've done a smiles at sea thing together which is cool and,
2: we actually did um, voices at dentistry and that's oh, yeah. one of the ones that's, I think, uh, yeah, that's that. mm-hmm. oh
0: that's right that was in uh phoenix right phoenix. That time. yeah
2: a couple of years ago i think that's it was like one of my favorite
1: moment. conferences that yeah, dia sure. and uh it's funny how like there's old school conferences like the old i don't know if avant-garde craig am i saying is that right kind of yeah like the old school yeah. okay thank you laura usually i mess up vocabulary words and like <laughs> verbiage. all of it um there's like the old school stuff that's been around and they just cut just by reputation and like new blood that really is growing like the old stuff that seems to be dying you know the attendance rates seems to be dying yeah and the uh yeah, the, DIAs sure. and the voices of dentistry and the there's this one it's called bulletproof summit it, it had a record
2: <laughs> i heard i that's on my my bucket list i mean too. it sold out like know. seven
1: seconds this year i don't know if you guys yeah. know i'm
2: available to speak my, uh, my schedule's wide open so yeah. whenever you guys go to do that again you know well I mean, we could do apparently one in you don't have to pay me Zoom.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah do, exactly. apparently we don't even have to pay your travel expenses. You don't so have to
0: pay just, travel. We'll, we'll, we'll remember
2: that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is amazing. This is good, Craig. See, see yes. we already got some from this podcast. There you go. Um, so, Laura, let's jump into it. How did you, number one, I, I do, I've always been curious. How, how and why did you start Front Office Rocks?
2: Um, okay. So the story starts way back in college. Um, my, I went to undergrad, got my degree in human resources, got my master's degree in organiza- organizational development. i going to be a business person, but I met a guy in undergrad who went to dental school mm-hmm. and graduated dental school, came out a couple of years, was an associate, figured he could do it his way, the right way. He put me in the front he went in the back and that's how I got into dentistry. So I basically, I was married to a dentist who knew nothing about front office he didn't know anything about systems and software and all that and said here you run the practice and so I got thrown into dentistry like most of us just Mm -hmm. trying to figure it out and learn before the internet you know I have to go to conferences and stuff and we we opened a practice on the east coast and then in 2008 we moved to San Diego opened a practice on the west coast fee for service in SoCal Um, and realized around that time that I had a lot of knowledge that could help offices um but I didn't want to be a consultant. I didn't want to go in office and I feel the number one thing that's missing um, in our industry or was missing is training. Like consulting's great and coaches are great and going to conferences is great, but actually teaching somebody how to answer the phone the very first day and how to schedule productively and we didn't have any way to teach. so I had it was right at that time where it was like DVDs were kind of cool, but mm-hmm. internet, you know and 60 minute DVDs, 10 minute videos. And I just went the internet route and started recording. I'd work all day long. I'd watch all the things that we do in the office. I'd make a list and then at night I would record videos. Like why is a confirmation call important? Why is a, you know, taking a good message important? Why is it important to convert the new patients on the phone? And I just basically recorded everything that was in my head as an office manager and put it on the, online about seven years ago. And kind of did it for my own, you know, mm-hmm. to train new employees and to offer it to the industry. And now here I am. I'm a recovering dental spouse. I shouldn't put that out there anymore. I'm not married to the dentist anymore, but I am married to the industry. Hey, but now. look,
1: everything happens for a reason. Look at exactly. you now. Look at you exactly. now.
2: Exactly. Yep. <laughs>
1: the. Yeah, um, I remember. I remember hearing that story a long time ago.
2: Yeah.
0: That guy. The the. And luckily, the ex. we're.
2: Yeah, we're on good terms. He's got to practice exactly. here locally. In fact, I just watched his business partner. She was on a CEREC podcast this morning, and they're like, "How did you get all the systems?" And I'm like, office Rocks! Come on, say it, oh, say awesome. it, right?" I'm did like, she? Come on, you
0: can did say she? It. No, she didn't. Oh, she's like, "I'm she just so it. good. I'm so good." Well, I, I
2: was thinking you got to pick teams, right? And my ex is her business partner, so they're going to take all the credit, which is yeah, fine. We're right, we're on good right? terms. That's right. Yeah, listen.
0: It's, as it's long so- as people are using it, you don't need to. Yeah, you don't need to get the credit.
2: Yeah, I
1: mean, it's I, so I, funny I, how, y'all, you know, that, Lori, as you said that, I was listening to you, like, it's so funny how, like, sometimes the best ideas come from, like, you probably weren't anticipating creating a business from it. You were just no. doing, it. you were, it was a problem and you were finding your own solution and some, yep. and a lot of businesses, you know, that have turned out really well or just did that. I mean, they, they really started out solving the problem in their own ecosystem. Right. right. And then it was like, wait a second, other people could use this too. Right. Um, you know, so, um,
2: well, one anyway. of the things I would hear all the time from dentists is I would say, you don't have to hire somebody with dental experience in the front. And the dentist would say, yes, you do. Yes, you do. I just need an office manager like you. I just need you to train. And, and so I, I came up with the training to kind of show, you could go find somebody who has good sales skills, good multitasking, multi-purpose. Like, they don't have to know dental. We'll teach them right. the dental, right. right? And But there was no resource to teach the dental. So that's why I was like, well... If I come up with a way to teach them, go find good people that'll help you in the front.
1: The thing that's always been frustrating, and, and I have been guilty of this as well in my career, I've learned not to do this anymore, but it's funny. We spend all this time marketing and curating people into our website and pick up the phone. And then we decide to hire someone in the front office, but we're so busy that we just say, just get on there and answer the phones. Right. Just So they're they're typically our least trained employees and arguably- in terms of the, if you're looking at it from a business perspective, they're arguably the most important.
2: Yeah, oh, for sure. One of my big things I talk about is I call it hashtag respect the phones. Respect those phones. We don't respect them enough. It is the most important piece of technology in the dental office because you can go learn Seric, you can go learn Invisalign, you can le- do all of this cosmetic training and go to these great seminars. And you come back, if your phones aren't being answered yeah. well by your team members, They're not converting patients. If you don't have the
1: at-bats, you can't hit a home run, you know what I mean? And
2: that is literally where we start. It's literally the first day for most people in the front is, here's the phones, here's the insurances we belong to, here's the procedures we do, go, let's test them out on the phones. Worst Mm. place, worst place you can test somebody out. Because that is your lifeline to the outside. Like that, we are paying thousands of dollars to make that phone ring. And we're not even, first of all, half the offices aren't answering them Monday through Friday, eight to five. So there's your first issue, yeah. is your phones need to be answered. And then secondly, you need the best people answering your phones. Have the new people do reactivation calls, have them do recare calls, like, but don't have them answering your phone as being the first impression to your practice.
0: Well, if you think about it too, like the way the dental office is set up, um, most senior person typically is um, the dentist, right? That's the most, mm-hmm. that's the guy that has the whole, or uh, the gal who has the vision for the practice and all that. When you hire a clinical person, that newbie is right in the eyes of the most senior person at dentist. So assistant's hired, hygienist is hired. There's constant daily interaction between dentist and that new person because he's in the clinical environment. But the front desk is like or the administrative. I hate, by the way, I hate calling people front desk. That is my yeah. biggest, I, I so I almost said that. It just like literally gives me like chill. Front office front team members
2: front desk yeah. is a piece of furniture. That's what that right. is. So Craig says no that furniture. from
1: stage all the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What? Yeah, piece The of front furniture. desk is a piece of furniture, yes. Yeah, and I, I like, agree. It's
2: yeah.
0: funny, when people say that, I, I literally, when they say I need a new front desk, what in my mind I think, and I'm, I still think this, I'm like, I think something broke, like a furniture piece broke. I need a new mm-hmm. front desk. I'm like, uh, so my mind instantly goes to like, well, just get a carpenter and repair it. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> shit, he's <laughs> talking about freaking needing a person. Like, you know, it's like, right. but- But anyway, you know, so imagine your administrative people, the people that are on your front lines, you hire them. And then probably if you, they start on Monday at nine, the first possible check in might be five. But with an assistant, if they're just completely screwing up, you're going to catch it. Oh, no, Jojo or no, Diane, we don't, we don't say scraping gums here. We actually say we're doing uh, uh, polishing of your teeth. But your right. administrative person's like, oh, you're coming in for scraping, right? The thing where they dig underneath the gums. Yeah, we'll get you in for that. Yeah, doctor, ooh, I, that hurts. I bet that hurts a lot. We wouldn't even know that's happening right. until five o'clock.
2: Well, or beyond maybe that,
0: late, days
1: later. Not even four uh, months later, that, or years later. I don't-
2: yeah, I was going to say, I don't think the dentist, the biggest thing I have with dentists who sign up for front office rocks is they don't know what their front office team should be saying. Like, you know, clinically what an assistant should be doing, you know, what a hygienist should be doing. That's in your realm of comfort. Answering the phones, you don't even know. Should they be saying yes, no? Should they be yeah. scheduling tomorrow or There's not? There's no system like, in a, place.
1: Laura. I got a funny thing, right? In the absence thing. of a system, people will create their own and they will go rogue. And that has been my, you know, and I said, I am guilty too, but like the, the someone who sets up their own rogue, how I think I should answer the phone versus the next person is like, it's a recipe for disaster. But anyway,
0: by the way, I, uh, I I have a very funny story that happened about a month ago. I'm losing track in this COVID world. I think it was six weeks ago. Um, how many, how many weeks? Yeah. So six weeks ago, maybe eight, seven weeks ago. Um, I was talking to the administrative team about some stuff that I, that I learned and I wanted them to implement. And it was so funny because they're like, obviously, you've never answered the phones before. I was like, well, well, tell me more. I'm like, you don't understand what we deal with. You do not understand. I'm like, well, you know what? Book me for two or three hours of administrative work. I want to sit here in the trenches with you guys answering phones. And I did it. So right. I did it for the, I actually spent three separate one hours um, of answering the phones. Hi, this is, uh, w- thank you for calling us, Idental i group. This, this is Craig, may I help you? Or I can help you. Whatever they made me say, I can't, there's a very specific way of saying it. <laughs> and um, in full disclosure, Laura, we've been using front office rocks for, how long have we been using it in my office? I don't even know.
2: I think like know? three years. Yeah. Two or three years now.
0: So Maybe even uh, more. yeah. So I get up on those phones and I literally, I was just winging it. I was like, absolutely, I'm going to just uh, have to put you in a brief hold for one second while I put this computer's acting a little slow today. Hold on one second, Mrs. Jones. And I put him on I'm like, what the, what the hell is going on? Help me out. Like, they need this, they need that. And then they'd come over. But it was so good because it, it's not only one of the things that people go rogue. I oftentimes find the, the administrative team, there's such a dichotomy in the dental office where it's front versus back and it's really unhealthy. Right and the back team blames the front, like, oh, they. Anytime you hear the word they, like, I can't believe they scheduled this way. If you hear more they than we, you've got a major problem in your office that goes beyond admin versus clinical. Because you have to, it's we. So if if your admin people do a great job, your crown fits better. If your admin people do a great job, you're gonna get better Google reviews on your clinical side. We're all equally yoked to the result and a really poor performing admin team means your clinical dentistry won't be received as well.
2: Yeah, I do a whole piece on walk a mile in my shoes and it's a it's a business. A lot of this is just business stuff that we just right. haven't applied in dental. I mean, walk a mile in my shoes is not cross-training. Cross-training is fine, right? We should cross-train the back to be able to answer phones, the front should be able to go turn over rooms. But walk a mile in my shoe is actually sit in my seat and see what it's like. Cause literally I think the clinical team thinks that we sit up front and drink coffee all day long and you know check Facebook and we think the assistants have it so easy in the back and the hygienist. So Walk on Mile, my shoes really gives everybody an opportunity to see that it takes all of us. It takes the entire team, you know, to to do what we do and to see it from their perspective. I think that's huge. Also, I love that there's you also did rec-
0: yeah. the te- Thank you. The team loved it as well. And it was, it was really cool because I did it out of a, uh, I, I had a mea culpa. I had to do it because I had said some comments that were really, I guess, gauge this insensitive. And I actually really liked it because the team rallied against me with it. Like, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I felt like I, I'm like, oh shit, I got to do this. So I did I'm it. Impressed. it was, That's awesome. Yeah, That's great leadership you, right you. there, Craig. Yeah. I yeah, to, yeah. book me three hours and get it done. And they're like, no, no, you don't have to do it. I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Peter, and I of course, I can't
2: imagine him saying something that would make the team rally against him. I can't see Craig going. Like, we should well, have
1: done the front. You should have made that like some kind of challenge because that's been rampant. Right. And, you know, you submit like the, okay, uh, well,
0: let's make it now. So the, if, you, if you, you know, I'm going the to front challenge office the challenge, do it, do it docs. If you're listening, or if you're, if you're a doctor or leader, owner of the practice, walk a mile in the shoes, go and answer the phones for an hour, because um, they, I, I, learned from them and they gave me the system that they're doing. And my office is large enough that I don't intimately know each of every department's protocol, but it was, it was cool to, um, to see how they did it. They felt really good about it. But I, but I also think there's, you know, when I look at the kudos, cause every morning we, we start off our, off, our, our morning huddle with kudos, a kudos or recognition program. And I do just in general, see patient kudos or patient feedback and clinical or team feedback going more towards clinical team members than towards admin which is also inherently frustrating because the admin will tend to feel underappreciated you don't get a google review saying like oh my god diane answered all my questions on the phone it was great highly recommend them it might be you know i diane did a great job on the phone and then when i got there everything was great but you you know it's it seems like there's a a predisposed bias towards giving recognition to the clinical teams. Of uh, course. Well,
2: that's where, yeah, that's where the patients are insecure and nervous and all of that. Now, uh, what I would say, if you're going to challenge dentists to go spend time up front, here's the other thing I would challenge, and I've never done this before, but I would start asking, why do we do this? Why do we answer the phone that way? Why do we schedule that way? And if your team members can tell you why, awesome, right? Maybe it's the right way, maybe it's not. But if they go, I don't know, we've always done it this way, that's a problem. (laughs) Then it's time to start going, well, let's figure out if there's a better way. Because we have too many offices that run on, I don't know, we've always done it that way.
1: That's one of the most dangerous phrases. There's a meme going around, you know, like one of the most dangerous phrases in business is we've always done it that way.
2: And it's rampant in dental no. offices. And it was Susie who taught Jody, who taught so-and-so, who didn't even work here for the last 20 years. And there's some old system. Yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: So Laura, let me ask you, this is the, this is the part of the show where I always get uh, a tactical, because I'm in I'm charge of the tactical, and Craig is in charge of the creating, creating amazing dreams and visions and storytelling. I'm going <laughs> to unmute you now, buddy. The bir- Your birds were crushing me. <laughs> um,
0: Oh, my but birds are awesome. Your brother.
1: birds are awesome. They're crushing me.
0: Oh, look at look at those birds!
1: It's, it's like it's oh yeah, just sitting there chirping I'll, and, and I'll, chirping in my I'll ear. I'm trying to listen to you Laura said and You like birds? Well, I did like uh-huh. them, but now they're, now they're okay, pissing me I'll, off. Let me man, manage
0: my own mute. I don't like you muting me. I, I, want I la, like to be mute. in
1: control. You know I'm a control freak. I
0: know, I just
2: but, you, but just I'm, trust I'm, me. All right. I'm afraid of birds, so I'm all I too.
1: I hate. birds. I'm afraid
2: of birds. Yeah, anything that flies. All
1: right, so. Look, my practice is about, you know, the patient experience. And so I'm balancing this question I'm about to ask with how efficient, like, what is the number of the goal? Because what drives me crazy? Let me give a little context first before I ask the question. The person who says, yeah, I just scheduled that new patient. I say, well, cool. And I look at kind of the log or whatever, or like that was one. And it, and it took 40, 40 minutes. Like, you, you should have gotten, you should have been, you should have done a full mouth in 40 minutes. I'm just, you know, but yeah. Yeah. So what is the, what is the ideal time that you can, that you can highly, the patient can feel highly touched. They can feel, you know, immediate rapport with you guys, but also like we're running a business and you also efficiency and time is money. So what is, what is the exact time that you would say if you had X number of minutes, is it eight and wow. a half minutes? Is it That's seven
2: minutes? Right? Is it it's 14? whatever it takes to get the patient no, to show no. up. Yeah,
0: it, yeah well, I, I it hate it this
1: question, Peter. I hate no, it. I hate I,
2: it. no So let me, let me speak to that a little bit, okay? So um, I do think our team needs time management. For example, I had a person who was on checkout, right? And she couldn't get to reactivation calls, recare calls. And so I started paying attention to her days. Every one of her checkouts with patients were 20 minutes long. How are your kids? When are you going to Florida? Oh my God, let me tell you the story. And she thought that was good customer service, which Mm -hmm. I get it, right? But we also have to be efficient. And if we have to realize the patients that we're dealing with, if I ask, I don't know, the grandma about her 16 grandkids, I'm going to be here 20 minutes Mm -hmm. talking about the 16 grandma or grandkids. I can still say, oh my God, I'm so excited. Next time you come in, you'll have to bring me a picture. I got to go. I need to check on the next patient and do it in a way that it's efficient and still gives good customer service but i don't need to hear about all 16 patients or kids so the same with the new patients calling in what we're missing and i'm going to challenge you now peter what we're missing is our intention behind every phone call our intention is to get the patient to arrive for the appointment one patient it might take me 15 minutes one patient it might take me five minutes it all depends on the patient so for one patient i can get through the questions answer the question build rapport get them scheduled, they're going to arrive. Another patient might take a little longer. Now, 40 minutes on a regular basis is extremely long. And I would probably start, you know. Yeah. If
1: only like their disc profile would show up at their caller ID with them. Like, this is a D calling. You'd be like, oh, sweet. This is going to take four minutes and they'll be booked. Right.
2: But the thing is, is I think a lot of people, again, they're not trained on the phones. So they don't even know how to control the phone call. And that's what I suggest, that they learn how to control the phone call because Right now we answer questions and we take our time and we schedule the appointment and we learn, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I look at what did we learn about the patient, they have Delta Dental, they live down the street and they need a new dentist. Like, did you actually build rapport with this patient or did you just ask them what insurance they have and give them directions to the office, right? So we really need to know that our job when a patient calls in, no matter what the call is, is control the phone call, right? Take control of it because ultimately our job is to get the patient to arrive. And so whatever we have to do on that call to get the patient to arrive is the all most right,
1: important part. All right, so whatever it takes, but I think there should be some parameters, like there should be a range. So there's someone well, there's, in your space. And, you sorry.
0: What, I, I want to just, I just want to address that too, because I think that, you know, Dennis being scientific, sorry about my birds, Pete, now I'm very sensitive every time I'm a birds freaking chirping. But um, if Dennis are scientists and we love cookbooks and formulas for things, and what I find is there is, there's too much control in the dental office. There's a lot of doctors. I see it on Facebook chat rooms. Like, how do we get our people off their cell phones? How do we get them to be more engaged? And I'll tell you, one way is describing the result and letting the human being that you hired figure out the process. Because I, I think that
1: I know worker, you love like a free range and free range and everyone well, by no, all and do like things it, your no, way and it'll work out no, great. No,
0: no, no, no. But that no, is not what I'm looking for. No, I know. I know. But that's why you and I have this podcast. I'm looking for
1: the guard. Laura, where are the guide the guardrails? The guide, between... but she
0: said it. She goes, get the no. patient to hey, show up.
1: Hey, I'm not, I'm talking to our esteemed guest, not you.
2: So right here's, here's no. What, no, what I would She's turning
0: to our esteemed listener right now. It's great.
2: <laughs> here's what I would say. Okay. So I'm going to give you something. Both of you. I think it's okay. Patients typically call the office and they ask one of three questions. They ask, do you take my insurance? How much is something? Or do you have weekend or evening hours? That's right. typically how every phone call starts. And team members are not trained typically on how to handle those calls or those questions. So we either answer them or we talk about other things or we try to wow them and how great our doctors are, but we didn't. We don't realize why are the patients asking that? Mm. The patients only know two things. They know their insurance book and their pocketbook. Okay. So when they call and say, how much is a crown? Or do you have weekend hours? Or do you take my insurance? It's because they're speaking from their perspective. That's all they know. What they should be asking is, how much CE has your doctor done? What what courses have they taken? Is there any lawsuits against them? But they don't know to ask that. Just like if I call a plumber and I have a leak in my house, I'm gonna say, Do you have financing options? Because I don't know anything about leaks and plumbing. That's what patients ask. Now, what our team members need to understand is because they ask that, we could either get really upset and that all our patients are insurance driven, it's all about money, they're all shoppers. Or we can realize that's all they know to ask. And it's our job to take control of the
1: call. That's fair.
2: Right. And so now I need to take control of the call. However, I do that now in my mind, it is, you need to answer that question positively or something. Yes. To get the patient to start talking to you. Now I'm going to find out why are they calling? What's their problem? How did they hear about us? What are they looking for? And then I can sell them on the, on coming in and being a patient of ours, but I can't go right down that insurance or money talk because I've lost control of that call, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to be the cheapest dentist in town. You're not going to be the only ones that take that insurance. So you have to take control of the call. And that's what I think is missing with the front office team. And that's why, you know, marketing companies will say, we can market for you, but we're not getting the new patients. It's not the marketing that's not working. It's that we're not taking control of those calls. And our team members don't know what their intention is, which is getting the patient to arrive for the appointment.
0: Hey, Laura, do you know a guy named Larry Gazzardo? I do. Do either of you know? I do. So, Larry, do you work with Larry much? Uh,
2: he works for another company that does what I do. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, he oh, works for the other for, company. Okay, uh-huh. I didn't know there was yeah. another
0: company that works with you, but Larry and I met each other, this is going back in 2005, so it's probably before uh, most of our listeners were born yet, but um, uh, Larry had this example, and I just want to credit him, you probably, you know, everything, you know, I, I think sure. every idea is borrowed, but one thing he told me early on in 2005, I worked with him for like maybe two years, 2005 to 2007. And then I just lost touch with him, actually. But one thing he said, he described this phone call with a limo driver, right? So one person calls up and says, hey, I want a limo. I'm going from uh, Delray to, to Miami tonight. How much is it? The guy says, 80 bucks. All right, I'll call you back. He wants to, he wants to check the prices because he doesn't really know. Next guy says, um, yeah, I want, to call, I want to get a limo um, going from uh, Delray to Miami tonight. That says, oh, cool. What are you celebrating? Anything special? Yeah, well, it's my wife's actually, or it's, our funny uh, it's our anniversary. Funny enough, it's our anniversary. Funny enough, it's going to be Friday. And uh, Oh, that's really nice. Oh, my God. Congratulations. How many years? Oh, it's just our five year anniversary. Okay, great. Just want to get a couple questions. So I make sure that the everything's great. Well, really, all I want is a limo. Yeah, but does your wife like, you know, you're probably busy. Does your wife like flowers? Because, you know, we could probably have, uh, you know, a dozen roses in the limo, save you some time. Oh, my God, that'd be great. Do I have to like champagne? Oh, my God, she loves champagne. Dude, you'd make me look like a rock star. Could you get flowers and champagne there? Absolutely, we can do that. Anything else? Is there, you know, maybe a little note, like happy anniversary, babe. You know, are you busy? Oh, my God, if you could take care of those three things, that'd be amazing. Okay, what time do you want it? Blah, 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 blah. That's it. So, well, how much is that? I never even asked you? Oh, it's uh, $375. But at least the guy can now say, the consumer can say, I am not shopping for a limo. The limo was just the transportation. Mm. What you really wanted was you wanted a special experience for your wife. So right. what our patients are saying is, I want to look really good and feel really good. But mm. I don't know how to ask that. So how much is this going to cost? or what's exactly. you, you haven't even bought yet. So you're going yes. to the Mercedes dealership and saying, how much is a Mercedes? Well, shit, we got freaking 10 types of them. Right. You know, but the salesman, which is a dentist can say like, okay, what you really need is a C class or an ML or whatever, how many kids do you have and all that stuff. So right. really, um, and I don't, I don't know if that was Larry that came up with that. This goes back so long ago, but I remember that story really well. And I always tell my administrative people that story,
2: right. because
0: if you control the conversation to your point, I've never heard that, but that's, you are now asking the questions versus Right. That.
2: Well, and if you think about it, patients don't know how to judge you if you're a good dentist or not. They don't know the dentistry, right? They might know how their smile looks, but they don't, but they know that, yeah, they know the experience and the experience starts from that first phone call. So how I handle that, I actually think the experience starts before the first phone call because it's the reviews that you have out there. It's what people are saying about you. You know, oh, he's the cheapest dentist in town. He gives good discounts. Is very different than he completely took care of my smile and I love their customer service. But then that first phone call matters so much. But yet, like you were talking about a minute ago, Peter, like dentists are so about efficiency and numbers and, and production and how long is this going to take? And so then we don't prioritize the phones. Right. Half, the, half the dental offices aren't answering their phones on Fridays. A lot of them aren't, aren't answering them at lunch. I don't know how many are answering right now while we're shut down, which right now there's no excuse. You should be talking to your patients when they're calling your office. And then you should have the best people on the phones, right? Because this is this is like you said, it's the one that's going to convert the patient in.
1: Laura, would by
0: you... the way, uh, you ever read a? Uh, I'm sorry, Pete. This is my this is my last comment. I'll put myself on mute so people nah. listen to me and my birds. You and your birds. Um, <laughs> but um, did you ever read a book uh, by uh, by Tony Shea called Delivering Happiness? It's the story of Zappos.
2: Mm-mm.
0: Either no. one of you guys. So Zappos' mantra was to be the greatest customer service company in the world. They weren't trying to be the greatest shoes vendor and all that other stuff. I don't know how Zappos is doing, but Amazon acquired them for big, big numbers. Jeff Bezos was enamored with uh, their their philosophy. Um, And in fact... I don't know if you guys have experienced this in the COVID world, but I'm getting emails from Amazon saying my shipping date's going to be like May 8th through May 15th. And then like one day later, it comes on my front it door. It shows up. So they're, mm-hmm. Yeah, it shows up. So they're actually getting ahead of the customer service because they realize things, a lot of things are out of their control. But the premise of Zappos was um, delivering happiness was that we don't care how long it takes and if you make a sale or not we want to be the greatest customer ser- company and the customer service company in the world. So there are stories about, um, yeah, and that's Dallas great employees. in Silicon
1: Valley where companies have massively backed private equity and they can do shit like that. Like we can't do that in the real world. Well, I think,
0: I know, I think we can, I think we can, because mm. if you have, you know, if we really judge the metric of the true value of the, the call to be, do you show up or not? That takes time. Cause you can okay. go over a service mix and get people excited.
2: I'm What's reading that? this book. This, is yeah. how to win, win. this was written in the 40s, I think. It takes very little to give our patients customer service. Use their name. Ask them something about them. Ask why they're asking something. Show some interest in them. I can give a patient amazing customer service in 90 seconds. It's super easy. So it doesn't have to be bells and whistles like this. I went to see someone speak years ago and they were talking about the new patient experience and take them on a tour of the office and show them the bathroom. Oh, I'm
0: that's, like, yeah, that's to you some people, to gonna piss them that. off so bad. You're gonna piss right, them off so exactly. bad. Right, exactly. Just care about them. Use their name. Hate that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep, exactly.
1: All right, all right. We hope everyone is getting massive value from listening to this podcast. If you are, we're gonna ask a couple things in return. First, review us on iTunes. If you don't know how to do that, the easiest way is to pick up your phone, open the podcast app. Click on the album art and then scroll all the way through the episodes and you'll see review at the bottom. Go ahead and bang out the stars that we deserve. Second thing, if you haven't signed up for our text uh, list to get notified of special offers or the next summit or whatever it may be, uh, make sure to text the words bulletproof to 33777. That's 33777 and the word is bulletproof. Third thing is we've got the book, as most of you all know, but we've also got the audible version that Dr. Spodak spent three days in studio, and it was an arduous task, and he crushed it. He really should be an, an audible book reader. And then last, if you haven't heard, uh, we've got an amazing deal with Merchant Cost Consulting, and it's for processing, and it's uh, check out that episode. But if you want to get hooked up with that deal, make sure to uh, go to the landing page, bulletproofdiscounts.com. That's it, everyone. Hope you're having a great day, and we'll see you soon. So, Laura, I've always said this to my team, and you can tell me if it's fake news or not. I always say to them, look, by, they, by the time they pick up the phone and call us, they've already decided they want to use us and become our patient. It's our job to talk them out of that. No, not really our job, but it becomes like they've like just don't. All we have to do is not screw up their decision. They've already made. And would you agree with that?
2: Um, I wouldn't. I I mean, I would say for sure if they don't, it's on their team, right? For sure. So they don't know what to ask. So I still think when they're calling in and they're asking, "Do you take my insurance?" or "How much is a crown?" I mean, we don't want them picking the cheapest dentist in town. So how much is a crown is really irrelevant. It really is, but they don't know what to say anything else. So. But talking them out of it, I feel that if a patient doesn't schedule, then it's a training issue on your front office. Right. I mean, I think it really is. Because yeah, I use
1: that to, funny. I'm not saying like, it's our job. We need to talk us out. I'm saying, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I hope everyone gets that, you know, but
2: it's because of us. We it's did because something. of import,
1: yeah, improperly an- answering questions or saying something we shouldn't, or I don't know, but,
2: and I'll tell you that I think I'm, 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 I'm pro and con on this whole like, we can record our calls now, we can see Mm. metrics around our numbers on the phones and all of that. I I like the idea about that because I think so many uh, front office people don't think that was a new patient. So a patient calls in and says, do you have Saturday hours? And I say, no, I'm sorry, we don't have Saturday hours and they hang up. And then the doctor walks up and says, did anybody new patients call? Nope, no new patients called. Mm. Well, that was a new patient that called and we didn't handle that Saturday question well. So they're not counting as a new patient because they didn't schedule. So uh, then they turn around to their marketing company and they're like, well, you're not getting us new patient calls. Well, now we can prove you got a new patient call. Anybody who's not a current patient of your practice is a potential new patient. And we need to answer all of those questions accordingly and understand that our job, I think, Everything we do in the front office, ultimately, the results of it is butts in the chair. That's what I say. Right. Confirmation calls, butts in the chair. Handling the phones, butts in the chair. New patient calls. Because that's all we can do to really help our doctors out is if I can get whatever patient's butt in your chair, we can clinically take care of them and help them keep them healthy and stable. So my job with whatever I do is a butt in the chair. It's not just answer the phones. It's not just answer questions. It's not being efficient. It's not, it's literally... The purpose for everything I do is a butt in the chair, right? And if I've done that, well, if I've gotten a hundred phone calls this week and I got 95 butts in the chair, it could take me five minutes. It could take me 40 minutes for a call. I don't care. I got 95 butts in the chair. That was That's the job. KPI. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. All right. Right.
2: right. So I think I have, the one I thing to,
1: I think, go sorry, right. go ahead, Laura.
2: I was no, just Laura, go ahead. Say, you, you were talking about funny things with people speaking and stuff. And I talk about respect the phone butts in the chair. Those are my two main things. And then I had a guy who was live on Facebook and he was a funny guy. And I said, what did you learn today when we were like live on Facebook? And he, he's like, I've learned respect the butts." And I was like, that is not what I taught you. Uh, but so, so there you go. If you hear respect the butts that came from, from Laura. Not Hatch. you, not Laura. <laughs> so yeah, not me. Exactly. Respect the phone.
0: Yeah. Laura, I wasn't, I, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't putting those two things
1: together. Just that point. Behind, but
2: there you in go. Now you are. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: So Greg, I think uh, I don't. I don't know where the person that you referenced earlier came from. I, Laura said it was a, a, a not not on her team. Mm-hmm. So Laura, I'm going to ask you a term, and I'm going to see what you feel about this term. H- how do you feel about the dual close? The
2: dual close. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I know. Is what that you're where
0: you about. and your buddy are single and you go to a bar together and no, you
1: both take
2: home
0: Oh no. like so a wingman? Like a wingman? Wing yeah, man? I think it's a wingman. He's talk about wingman. Wingman.
2: Well,
1: no, that's a whole. We different, call that wingman. That's a whole yeah, different. So that's a whole different. That's a whole different podcast.
0: Okay, um, and Laura are going to be on that one. All too. right. So
1: yeah, look, this is going. This is someone who's been wildly successful in the scheduling arena of dentistry. Okay. Okay. And the exactly. whole uh, is
2: this a scripting? Yeah. Yes. Successfully person. Okay. Yes. Thing. And yeah. so the whole yeah. premise scripting.
1: is
0: scripting.
2: Ugh. A scripting. dual yes.
1: close where it's basically all you want to do is give people. Do you like Mondays or Wednesdays? I like Wednesdays. Do you like morning or evening? I like it. So the yeah. whole thing is get them scheduled as fast as possible. Right. Yeah. Um, and you obviously know that tactic. So, yes, which, you I know, part it. of me likes it. Part of me like, okay, there's not much rapport built there, but part of me also yeah. likes the, the efficiency of it. And in it some of it, daddy. Uh, yeah. of course it does, Craig, you want to like talk Ooh. and like, Really no, but do. I just think
0: scripting is like, then, then just get- Not so much uh, scripting, a, but
1: at least it gives, I know what you're talking about. At
0: least it but gives
1: it,
2: structure. It does, come, it does come off as scripting. So I, because, I'm not a yeah, fan of script.
0: Really, by the way, really good people can yeah. follow a script. They're called actors, but only 0.001% of the population can act. So if, you, if I gave you a script right now, Peter, I mean, people even said to us, it's funny, Laura, we were up on stage once and we do a break we we're at our own summit. Some guys like, I really love the way you guys like disagree with each other all the time. That's such a good script you guys follow. How do you know when to deploy them? Like, are you freaking kidding this me? He thought yeah. we were acting. I'm like, I'm not, if yeah. I was that good, I wouldn't be talking to your ass. I'd be like getting a golden globe. Like, <laughs> like it's hard to follow the, the, the script and it makes most people really nervous. Go ahead.
2: So here's ahead. the middle I'll, ground I'll, is what I- I'll, I'll mute I... me
0: and the birds. You and
2: I think that you have to train and you have to give guidelines of what can be said in your office. Are you a network or not? What procedures do you do or not? How do you want the phones answered? What's your culture? All of that. Right. But ultimately what they say has to come from their heart. Now you can give them, I actually say, do you perform mornings or afternoons? And I say that for a very different reason, not the dual close. I do it because what it's way better than going, when do you want to come in?
1: Right. Okay.
2: Friday oh no, we're closed Fridays. Well, we'll Thursday night. No, like, we're where not do you want to eat
1: tonight, babe? I don't know. Where do exactly. you want to, you
2: know? <laughs> yeah. Let's make it easy. And a confused mind won't buy. So if a right. confused mind is like, I can't make a decision. Don't. So, so I, but I do that from my heart. Right. So here's the story. I call into offices and do mystery calls just to see how my members are doing and stuff. And I had a girl and I answered her or she answered the phone. She said, it's a, cl- or it's a, it's a, sh- uh, she goes, it's a sunny day at ABC dental. How can I help you? And I was thinking,
1: Not I don't so think sunny. it's very
2: sunny over there, right? Some consultant or somebody told her she had to answer the phone that way and she didn't feel it. She didn't love it. And it came off as just like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever had to say, right? Where are your so ten, Where, you- where are your
0: 10 points of flair? Where's your 10 points of flair? You only wearing <laughs> exactly. five.
2: Yep. So you have to give them guidelines. You have to give them training. You have to help them with like, I'm not going to say, when do you want to come in? Because now you're giving the patient a com- too many options. It's right. better to, to narrow that down, but it has to come from their heart. And if you have people on the phones who are not, or in, in general, if it's not coming from their heart and they don't, they're not exuding this, maybe they're just not the right person on the team, right? Not everybody needs to be answering the phones. Not everybody but give, needs to- give
0: people a reason to, connect, give your team a reason to love you first. Yeah. So I personally don't mind if five different people in my office answer the phone five different ways because as long as they speak from their heart, and you, you said yeah. something that hit me really solid, like if you speak from your heart, people hear you with theirs. And right. if you come from your brain, people hear you with their brain. Speaking so if, from if your if heart is
1: not a system. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't. no, it <laughs> is. It
0: is. It, is. It, is because, it is because you can build a system around, around amazing that around that. So what it is, Josie in my Uh, office will handle the phone. No, so handle the phone. So listen, let's say Josie has a procedure done by Dr. Mike in my office and she loves Dr. Mike because X, Y, and Z. And then, um, Francesca loves our office because we do charity outreach, which we do tons of it. That speaks to her heart. So when she meets a patient like, well, one of the reasons why, uh, and th- there's a normal conversation around that. Okay, well, so yep. what, how, how'd you find our office? Well, I heard you, you do charity. I know. I love it. We've I've done the last four beach cleanups for the last four years. Or I heard you guys have a dental dentist. Oh, my God. 45 dentist.
1: minutes later, they still no. haven't scheduled. No.
0: Oh, bullshit. <laughs> here, let, me, <laughs> let me talk about <laughs> <our> even, systems. <laughs>
2: there,
1: I'm just systems kidding. Laura, right, can you see why we're
0: yin and yang, by the way? Uh, no, i feel like i'm
2: yeah, in the you're, middle you're, here i'm you're,
1: like
0: you're being too much yang right now bro you're being a yang
1: i know i'm such a yang
2: i think systems are important you have to have systems you have to have rules you have to have guidelines you have to have barriers right like you have to go okay here's where you have to work with them right we want our phones answered by the third ring we want every time you answer the phone you're you put a smile on your face right like you have to have systems but we can't systemize them so much that we're robots right? They have to. I mean, one of the things I talk about with like an associate, people say, well, how can I get my associate schedule filled? Put your team members in your associate's chair and let them get one-on-one experience with your associate because then they can speak from their, like he cleaned my teeth. He was amazing. He's so funny, like way Agreed. more than I agree with he graduated this. from university of whatever. And this is the script you give the patient. All right. So it's got to speak from their heart, but you have to have systems. If we don't, I mean, we are a business, right? So there has to be guidelines and rules that they have to follow but not so much that they're robotic
0: but if your team member loves one of your people let's say you have six hygienists and the team member that answers the phone loves lucy that's great too like i personally use lucy you know there's a meritocracy there i mean there's Everybody in your office is a different performer and resonates with different people, and I just think that our job as leaders, owners of the practice, is to give all of our team members a reason to love our practice first. If they love our practice and they really love it, then you don't have to say it's a bright sunny day at Mm Jones Dental. You know, that's I mean, that's the worst thing you can be doing, and we fail our teams miserably as, as on a whole as dentists. We are harsh on our admin teams when they make a mistake. How did you put that person in there? You know, blah, blah, blah. And what we do is that culture of fear and that reprimand shuts it all down. Mm-hmm. It shuts it all down. Right. So the first thing we're guilty of is being overly judgmental of them and not giving them the grace or the training. You know, we throw them into the fire and then we get pissed at them, and they get burned. And it creates right. a hole that we have to dig out of.
2: I actually have a video on Front Office Rocks. So I started Front Office Rocks because front office is what I knew, right? And then we've added back office on there. So we have assistant and hygiene training. and, And I have a video on there specific for dental assistants. It's the top 20 things your doctors don't like what you do, like things you do. Because what would happen is my doctors all shared an office and they would go back and they'd come in and they'd complain about their dental assistant. She forgot this or they didn't go get this or they talked about this and it was inappropriate. And I'd say, did you tell your assistant? Well, no. Well, how are they supposed to know? If you guys are back here complaining, go to the assistant and say, Hey, I don't I don't want you talking about that in front of patients or I want you to separate them. So I made a video specifically about dentists, you need to be vulnerable. You need to be leaders, you need to set a culture where it's okay to fail and it's okay to pick yourselves back up and, and learn and grow and not just rules, 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 because you can, you're going to always be the person they come to with i've got a problem i've got a problem and dumping it on your lap and as long as you want to be that person great but if you want to get out of the practice so you can do other things your practice can grow then you need to build a team of leaders and so that means allowing them to grow and speak from their heart and to make mistakes and to grow as a team and sit up front and have dr Spodek. i think that would have been a great social media thing like look yeah. who's answering our phones throw it out there for the patients to see like it's okay. We don't have to have it all figured out as long as we're improving and growing together as a team.
0: And by the way, when someone comes to you with um, a complaint about someone else gossip, uh, one of our agreements is that we just don't do it. So the person that listens to it is complicit in it as well. So if I go to Pete right now and be like, you know what Laura did to me? Or if Pete comes to me and says, you know what Laura did to me? I would say, does Laura know this? And he would Mm -hmm. say, no, not yet, but I just want to get your feedback. I'm like, no, I'm gonna go get Laura right now. Okay, because Mm -hmm. it's not fair for me to be listening to this right now. I would be upset if you and Pete were talking about me um, right now. So I just want to go get Laura right now because I want I want to have a constructive conversation. I want to talk about this. But by the way, that person will never gossip to you again, ever. Right.
2: But the thing is, you just stopped it. I'll say, though, and I was just doing a podcast about this last week or an interview about this. Dentists, you're trying to become better leaders. You're going to seminars. You're reading books. You're you're improving but your team has to have the ability to do it too nobody's ever taught your team members some of the especially the younger ones what meeting etiquette is uh what nonverbal communication is uh what gossip is like we just assume because you learned it's not good to have a culture that allows gossip that your team members know what to do about it like they need to know how to shut it down they need to know when they show up with an attitude at a meeting what that does we need to show them i mean I trained on things like, we were practicing asking for referrals and reviews, and I went to shake some one of my team members' hands, and she had one of those dead fish, kind of gross handshakes. And I was like, okay, now we're gonna practice hand, shaking hands, because I didn't want my patients to feel that as the last thing when they walked out of the office. So mm-hmm. we have to allow- Well, well that well, training that training
0: went for nothing. Yeah, was, they say, you can't, no more it's handshakes. against the law to shake hands. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Now I'm
2: gonna work on the yeah. elbow.
0: There's Well, there's you know. a handshake police in certain states right now. Yeah. It's I, social media
1: yeah
2: yeah well so there we go yeah laura
1: so tell me about your program because honestly like i'm not uh, i don't really know exactly what you guys offer so now's a perfect time to uh but craig does but craig
2: does and he disappeared right at the right so he's
1: gone so tell me no 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 i'm I'm walking he's he's with his airpods he just wanted to go play with his birds or something weird
0: no
2: craig has a great implementer so we should get her on here she'd tell us all about it (laughs) he did
1: he does have a great implementer Um, so tell me, tell me like, what is the, what is the, what is the elevator, uh, 30,000 foot view of like how, what you guys do to, to help the front office rock?
2: Yeah. (laughs) And it's not just front now. It's the entire team. So basically, and and Craig mentioned it's front to
1: back or back to front,
0: sorry.
2: Front of what, however you want to go. No, you
1: never, wait, wait, times, times, you You never go back to front. You never (laughs) go back to front. I
0: just want to know how. I just want to know how she calls it. Does she call no. it Laura. It's important for branding. It is. It is front to back. Always?
1: It is front to back always. It's front
2: to back always. And then it ends with a team. So there okay, you go. Got
1: got <laughs> Same in Craig's house.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I don't quite understand it. I, I literally don't understand that. I started the joke. It's all right. Tell me how that was. All, right. all
1: right. I'll tell you when we when we hit. Okay, when well, we're off,
0: yeah. But I just want so, to make sure her branding is right, cause it's it's right <laughs> it's because it's front office. We cover you from yeah. front to back. Hey, yeah. Birds do simmer down over there. Yeah. yeah. Thank God so, I'm here. No one'd be laughing without me.
2: <laughs> um, so basically, uh, what I focus on with Front Office Rocks is the why behind everything we do. I don't think people, that's the number one thing we need with training, like why is turning over a room so important to do it the right way? Why is a confirmation call important? What, what's the why behind filling a productive schedule or getting the patient to arrive? So all my videos are 10 to 15 minutes long and it's broken down by tasks, duties. What do we do and why? Why do we do these? And it's all video based. It's a membership website. There's over 300 and some videos on there, plus, you know, podcast or uh, webinars and training and documents. It's a resource. My goal is to be a resource for dental offices, to be the place you go to do new hire training, to do continual training, to do team training, or you come to when you need an answer to something, right? It's to be a resource. So it's a library of, you know, I think every new employee should do at least one hour of training a day. And that does not mean sit next to Susie and watch how she schedules. It means actually teach them what they need to know to do their job. And then I think every current employee should do one hour of training a week, whether it's front office rocks or something on the latest perio or, you know, anything, we should do one hour a week of training because investing in your team is the best investment you can make. Doctors, you go to clinical CE all the time. You go to these courses all the time. When was the last time your receptionist did a course on anything about customer service or anything about answering questions or leadership? So it's, it's a way to... And it's all online, so it can be done in the office. Because I know a lot of times we can't send all our team members. I mean, when you have a big team, you can't send them all to a course, but you can do the training right there when you hear them answering phones and you're like, I'm not sure they should be answering it that way. They can go on for an Office Rocks and do a video about it.
1: Yeah, and honestly, you know, with being dentist, you know, time is our scarcity, right? It's our bottleneck in everything we do, especially in the business environment. We got lots of, you know, we got to make the donuts, do the donuts, sell the donuts, you know, I'm just,
2: you're right? Kidding,
1: but I'm saying we are all stress for time, we feel it and everyone's stressed for time. But the one thing I always get frustrated with is like a one-on-one linear exchange, right? Like I'm going to sit here and teach you. And so you created a system that's scalable and allows for, you know, Mm -hmm. one of the most frustrating things in dentistry is you, you spend all this time leaning into someone when you're doing the old school method of not the front office rocks method of training. And then like six weeks in, yeah, doc, this just isn't a good fit. I think I'm going to go down to the office down the street and like, there goes all that. There goes all that exactly. training down the road, right? And you just exactly. spent literally, you, you sidelined your top employee possibly to say, yep. hey, can you train Kathy, the new hire, right? And now now you spent two two payrolls training yep. one person and now that went down the street.
2: Well, and your new your best employee also may not be a good trainer. So we have great schedulers and office right. managers out there, but they're not good trainers. My degree is in training. So like mm. I break down the how to do things because I'm a trainer, that's what I am. So that's one thing. And then the second thing is, is hiring gets this negative, like, oh, because of that, like, right. I got to teach in and out of network again. I got to teach how to turn over a room again. I got to just put them in front of a video. Everybody learns from their own perspective. They have their own experiences. They learn the why. And then they can go and ask questions and apply to, you know, how you do it in your practice. But yeah, I mean, the way that's it's great. Done right now that's is, great. That's why what people it value for over.
1: dentistry. Um, yeah. Thank you. Craig, anything you and your birds have anything else to say before we uh, let Laura go?
0: No, Laura, I appreciate you. Uh, loved your product for many years. Um, I appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast, and it's um, I, lo- I love your message. I'm really happy that it resonates uh, right in line with mine. I mean, I I just uh, I agree with you. I think that we all need a little bit more um, freedom, especially. I think work is going through a very interesting shift right now, pre post COVID um we're i think that people need flexibility and to express themselves whether that's you know remote working and remote learning like what you've created and um i like it i'm happy to i'm happy to support you in this endeavor to to make dentistry better make dentistry great thank again you.
2: thank you you and your birds
0: you and your birds <laughs> coming from my, and my birds.
2: Yeah, and birds just so you know
0: i i it's an outdoor aviary so just because this this COVID uh, uh bird thing may be going on longer than we wanted, it's a uh, it's an aviary, it's an outdoor oh. bird cage. Living in the tropics, as you know, living in uh, South, um, South Southern California. Hashtag
1: no one cares. All right, Laura, thanks for. Um, <laughs> You're waiting for, to use that, word, too. I uh, just had to.
0: Has, hashtag edit. edit
1: but no that one cares. Part out. Um, Laura, seriously, thanks for coming on, using your time. I know it's. Um, it was, it was a beautiful day and, and I know you're in the middle of your day even cause you're a, a West coaster, but, uh, thank you for, um, thank you for spending time with us.
2: Thank you. This was fun. I'm glad bucket list. I made it. it bucket list. Check it off. out. Check out, out
1: that bucket list. That's
2: right. I'm, yeah. Exactly. Now can you get us paid from that conference and then I'll be, we'll then, be all caught then, up. then
1: all of your dental, <laughs> then all of your dental dreams will be fulfilled.
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thanks.
1: All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the bulletproof dental practice podcast over and out. See you guys.